Welcome back to another episode of the Dash Radio NBA Summer League Special, the Monday edition. We had a lot of incredible games yesterday, really close games. Uh, Today, we have a lot of games to talk about as well. Monday is going to be another busy day, another 10-game slate. Um, I'm your host, TJ. Today, with me, as always, Jeremiah. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for listening, NBA fans. We'll jump right into the scores. Our first game of the day was the Minnesota Timberwolves and Toronto Raptors. Uh, 103-92 victory for the Timberwolves, who are now 1-1. Washington Wizards lost to the San Antonio Spurs 95-90. The next game was Charlotte and Miami, and Charlotte got the victory 94-90. Portland topped the Atlanta Hawks 85-68 in a terrifyingly bad blowout where Trey Young did not play in the second half. Dallas beat the Milwaukee Bucks 81-78 in a close game. Golden State lost to the Houston Rockets 87-81. And the Utah Jazz, the Knicks played. Jazz were prevailing there 90-85. Orlando Magic beat the Memphis Grizzlies 86-56. We got to watch that game. The Grizzlies scored 56 points in an NBA basketball game. So that was pretty pathetic. The Clippers beat the Kings 88-78. And our Los Angeles Lakers beat the Chicago Bulls 69-60 in a very low-scoring affair. What were your thoughts about some of, the, some of the earlier games? What were your thoughts about the day overall for Summer League? Um, I mean, obviously, Summer League so far has been such low scoring, which, um, you know, is expected. Younger guys uh, struggling to score, shooting pretty poorly. But a lot of them are close. You know, we get a lot of five-point, four-point games. Obviously, the Hawks got absolutely blown out. Trey Young left with an injury, didn't score, didn't play the second half. Um, but another, I mean, Warriors game was close. Mavericks game came down to the last uh, last 30 seconds. Um, other, you know, 4.5 point games. And then, obviously, the Magic game was super interesting because they won by 30, and Memphis just could not score the basketball. Jonathan Isaac is looking really good right now. He had, like, close to a double-double, and he added five blocks. So the defensive combination from um, Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba has been really fun to watch so far. Um, So I'm glad that game was right before the Lakers game, and then the Lakers pulled out a win. They are now 2-0. Josh Hart is way too good for Summer League, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, that's that's just where I stand on the Lakers right there. Um, I didn't really get to catch much of the early games, you know, the 12 o'clock, the 12.30 Pacific time games, um, but I was there most of the day. Kevin Knox is freaking good. I'll just say that. Kevin Knox is a really good basketball player, and he could win. We were talking about Summer League MVP last uh, last night, uh, two days, yesterday, two days ago, whenever it was. I think Kevin Knox could be going up for that. Um, so what were your thoughts on today's games? Which games really stood out to you, and you have any thoughts on any of them specifically? So the Dallas-Milwaukee game was interesting. I got to watch that at the Cox Arena. It was pretty packed. Unfortunately, Luka Doncic was not able to play, but uh, Dennis Smith Jr. did get to play, and he looked like an NBA player playing with summer league teams, honestly. He was phenomenal. Uh, athletic school defender. He ran the entire offense and uh, fast break effectively. Uh, he ran his mouth the whole game. <laughs> he would, like pick six, steal the ball, slam it, and then talk crap the whole time. And uh, basically destroyed (laughs) Milwaukee throughout. He didn't play too much in the fourth, but um, he was a big part of the win there. 
Josh Adams for Dallas was interesting, sneaky athletic. Uh, he had some decent shooting, uh, pretty good defense against some of the quicker Milwaukee guards. And then Jalen Brunson, all eyes were on him as he's a fresh draft pick there. Uh, he made some no-look passes, played passable on D, but he really struggled with finishing. And that's something that I talked a little bit about on last show. The, the finishing skills for some of these players are weak. You'll see a guy put an excellent move on a defender, get right to the basket, and just not have the touch he needs mm-hmm. to finish. Uh, for Milwaukee, Christian Wood did all right. Uh, he's a big forward center. They have a rim protector. Had a decent mid-range game. He was a reliable scoring option throughout the game, but struggled at times to be aggressive. Did you have a particular game you enjoyed? Um, I, I mean, I think the, the three games I saw at the Thomas and Mack Center, I started off with the Warriors and the Rockets. And Jordan Bell is a really good player. So it was, it was interesting seeing him play. He didn't play too well. He didn't even play too much. Um, he actually only played 16 minutes. But um, Golden State also has Josh Majette, who is um, a point guard who used to be on the Lakers' uh, G League and D League team, holds a ton of assist records there. Um, and now he's with the Warriors. So to see him again after not seeing him in a couple of years was pretty cool. Um, and on Houston's side, they had RJ Hunter, who was phenomenal he shot five for 11 threes he had 24 points and pretty much carried them to the win um so that was super interesting as well and then obviously like i said the next game the magic game um jonathan isaac has a jump shot and we didn't know that he didn't play much last year but he can shoot the ball now um so you know those games and the knicks game was packed you couldn't find a seat in there and that was in the cox pavilion which was the smaller arena so um, seeing Kevin Ox was pretty cool, and Mitchell Robinson played 22 minutes and had a double double. So, you know, he's a super athletic player, and we don't know what, well, what he's going to be like in the future. Obviously, some off the court uh, issues and stuff. He, you know, not loving the game it seems, but he played pretty well. Um, what are you, any other thoughts on the games uh, yesterday? Yeah, so I really thought Mitchell Robinson showed some low post ISO moves that I had not seen previously. He was able to do some spin moves and finger rolls. He blocked shots and played great defensively. And, you know, he dropped out of college and has had some issues. Uh, I talked about the last show about him jawing back and forth with the other players in the game. I was talking to some Knicks fans at the game, and it was interesting their take. They think that the Knicks, the Knicks current roster doesn't have anybody with any emotions, anyone that's like uh, – a junkyard dog type personality. And they think that Fizdale out there is going to be able to settle down Robinson and not take any BS from him. So uh, I think Knicks fans are excited about their draft. Knox looks amazing. Mitchell Robinson has huge ceilings, huge high potential as a seven footer. So I really wa- like to watch that game. It was unfortunate that Grayson Allen didn't get a chance yeah. to play there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there in the first half, and he didn't, he didn't even take off his warm-up. So that was a bummer. Uh, there was a guy in the stands that yelled out that Grayson Allen got uh, you know, uh, a first-half huh. suspension as a joke, and everyone believed it uh. because he's had issues uh, tripping and kicking guys in the crotch and things like that. So hopefully Grayson Allen mm-hmm. gets back on the court. I'd like to watch him play, see what he's got, see if his, uh, his skill set at Duke translates against better players in the summer league setting. And then in the NBA, it's going to be interesting to watch. What are your thoughts about Orlando Memphis? Well, first, I'd like to say Mitchell Robinson. He had eight offensive rebounds, which was Oof. pretty, pretty, uh, you know, crazy for a player like that. So, you know, that's just another thought on him. Uh, on the Memphis side in Memphis Orlando game, 
Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. obviously stands out, and he didn't play well at all because, I mean, no one really played well on the Grizzlies. They shot 26%. They shot 22% from three. They had 15 turnovers. And as much as I love Jaron Jackson Jr., and he had eight three-pointers in his first summer league game last week in, I believe it was the Sacramento Summer League, or maybe Utah, wherever they were playing. He had eight three-pointers in one game in his first game, and he was 0 for 2 today. So to see him shoot one for overall, play over half the game, um, just defensively, Orlando is so good. And Kobe Simmons and Javon Carter, the guard duo backcourt right there for Memphis, um, was pretty solid, but Orlando is just too good uh, defensively. And like I keep saying, Jonathan Isaac looks to be really good. Mo Bamba is playing limited minutes, but he's, you know, he's playing pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, he had a block. Bamba had a block. Isaac had five of them. Um, Isaiah Briscoe, the guy they just signed for three years, will play a little backup point guard. Um, he was very good defensively against the Memphis guards. So, um, what are your th- yeah? What are your thoughts on this uh, Orlando uh, team and you know what they did to Memphis? They held them to fifty six points. I think that the uh, the Mo Bamba was only credited for one block, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty- he had three or four opportunities where he had was part yeah. of some blocks. The guy has. We were watching him give people dap and high fives <laughs> uh, after the game, and the guy can literally high five a dude four or five seats away from him. It's yeah. unbelievable. And he's so young and so raw. I believe he's from Harlem, and he just tore it up as far as, you know, like you said, limited minutes, 11 points in 15 minutes is very solid. Uh, But really, he was doing opportunistic scoring. He wasn't really, like, taking the ball in ISO and and getting buckets. I think in the NBA, he's not going to get buckets. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a cleanup kind of guy. But Isaac and Bamba uh, together – we're like the kind of got like a twin towers kind of vibe from them defensively. I think that's why Memphis struggled so much offensively is yeah. when those two guys were in the game together, there wasn't any post scoring and Memphis didn't have any shooting uh, to deal with it. So yeah. Uh, another thing is uh, the rebounding there was really good for Orlando and Memphis got beat up on the offensive boards. So Orlando was getting multiple opportunities the game was kind of a snooze fest, to be honest, because there was just no scoring. Um, but I like to see all that, uh, the block shots. I like to see Isaac using his height, extending to the rim on drives. So Isaac's raw offensively. He was injured a lot last season for Orlando, but he did a great job using his length to take advantage of smaller gator arm defenders. Yeah, so we talked about a little bit about Mitchell Robinson, Mo Bamba, another center, Mo Wagner. Um, played, he shot really bad. He shot four for 15, but you know, he's an exciting player. And at Summer League, there are a ton of Laker fans. Um, it's insane. So seeing Mo Wagner again, and um, you know, I'm looking at the, the plus and minus here. Svee Mikhailuk was a plus 31, and they only won by nine. Um, so, you know, he when he was on the court, they played really well as a team. Obviously, Josh Hart is incredible. He shot five for 15, but he's everywhere. He's getting three-pointers. He's getting to the hoop so easily and getting, you know, drawing fouls and hitting, hitting free throws. So that's great to see from him. Um, and the Bulls had Chandler Hutchinson, who didn't do much. I actually was hanging out with him in the casino for a little bit, like four hours before the game. Um, and, you know, I said, don't beat up the Lakers too bad. Well, he didn't. He played 30 minutes and had seven points. 
Um, so what were your thoughts on, you know, this game? Oh, well, look at that. Antonio Blakenly shot uh, two for 15, which was interesting because he scored 42 on the Lakers last year. What were your thoughts on uh, the Lakers-Bulls game in this one? Well, this comes down to turnovers, honestly. Alex Caruso had a much more efficient game. Zero turnovers running the point there uh, in 26 minutes, excuse me, in 22 minutes. And then on the other side, the negative side, Isaac Bonga turned the ball over again constantly. Four turnovers, and it's the same thing where he gets the ball and he starts to run, and then he thinks, oh, maybe I should dribble. But unfortunately, that's not allowed in the game of basketball, so that was really difficult to see. What were your thoughts on Bonga? I know we were really excited about some of the athletic things he was flashing, but he literally cannot control this turnover thing. Oh, yeah. He was – I mean, I keep saying it on Twitter. I said it yesterday. He did it twice, and I said, oh, that's a travel. You know, when you have, when you get the ball, when you catch the ball, you can't just take two steps. It's kind of – it's. I mean, it's kind of cheating the defender. You get an extra step on him, so you have to dribble – before you take those two steps and twice he did it and then he got and he did it a third time and didn't get called for it the third time this was two nights ago um and then he did it like a fourth time he had four turnovers the same thing two nights ago and then uh, last night he did it again i went back and retweeted myself and said oh here he is again and it's like it's like a scheduled tweet i mean he did it three or four times again tonight he's he had, let's see how many, I think he had seven turnovers in 13 minutes two nights ago, and then he had four turnovers in 16 minutes last night. So to have 11 turnovers in two games, and it's just all travels, like eight of them are travels. So just that's kind of disappointing. Obviously, the Germany, you know, the game in Germany is much more different than the NBA. So I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he's in the summer league trying to adapt to it, but he's very far from being in the NBA. And I don't if I don't even know if he's going to be the type of player to play in the G League. So it's just really interesting. He's 18 and he's got a long way to go, and he doesn't have a jump shot. And he, watching film on him in Germany, he got to the hoop so easily and made some nice passes. But he's thin still, and you know he really struggled to get to the hoop. Um, but outside of him, again, Hart looked great, Wagner looked great, Svee Mikhailuk looked pretty good. Um, they didn't have much bench scoring. I mean, this is NBA Summer League is low scoring, not very good shooting. They won and they shot 31%. Yeah, Mo um, Wagner was was not efficient. I mean, he shot 26% from the field. Um, basically, he missed all of four of the threes that he shot. That's concerning to me because we're looking at Wagner, and everyone has an off night, I understand that, but we're looking at Wagner as being a stretch five. He's going to need to be pretty consistent with his three, especially losing uh, Brooke Lopez. The Lakers are losing Brooke Lopez to Milwaukee in free agency here. So it looks like Wagner's going to see extended minutes on the, mm-hmm. the NBA team. We're going to need him to shoot better than that. Uh, Mikhailuk shot 50% from the field. The guy has the smoothest mid-range oh, shot, and he can attack closeouts very confidently. So I'm excited for Svi. Defensively, everyone just assumes he's going to be a liability because he's like a smaller white dude with a terrible wingspan. But the guy hustles, and I didn't see him as a massive liability except against bigger guards and forwards who were able to post them up. But honestly, I'm really excited as a Laker fan to see Sfee and Wagner 
coming to the table with the type of shooting the Lakers need to be successful. And I'm not as worried about losing Brooke Lopez because he did shoot, you know, 36%. Uh, so seeing Reiner come in as a stretch five is not a big deal. Uh, we already talked about the much heralded signing of JaVale McGee, who is the summer league superstar, even though he's not playing for some reason as he walks around, everyone freaks out. Uh, but he yeah, was, he was a guest DJ at a pool party today at, uh, I believe it was like the, the win hotel here in Vegas. He was a DJ last night or two nights ago at, um, at some, you know, some club. So yeah, he's doing big things here apparently in Vegas and, He's very popular. The crowd goes crazy when he walks up. Um, like, yeah, like you said, the Lakers did not re-sign Brooke Lopez. They are stuck with JaVel McGee, uh, Vita Zubats, and Mo Wagner. So, you know, they're going to be running with those guys, probably playing a lot of small ball lineups. Um, that's super interesting. I'm, I'm really excited for Josh Hart, honestly. He's really taken off in summer league and showing he could, you know, he's, he's going to be a very good role player in the NBA. Um, so now breaking down today's games, Monday, July 9th, um, we have the Pelicans, Pistons, Raptors, Thunder. Those are the first two games. A couple hours after that, Pacers, Cavs, Wizards, 76ers. Um, and later in the evening, Charlotte, Boston, Golden State, and Dallas, Milwaukee, Denver, Orlando, and Phoenix, which should be a very good game to see what Mo Bamba and um, Jonathan Isaac can do against DeAndre Ayton and company there. Mikhail Bridges for Phoenix. Those those, those teams are both 2-0. and So that should be a really interesting game. And then we have the Nets and Timberwolves and Clippers and Rockets close out the night. The Lakers do not play today. Uh, which games are you really looking at here? What, you know, what games do you really want to watch and why? Like you said, that Phoenix-Orlando matchup is great to watch. DeAndre Ayton against Mo Bamba in the low post. That's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to see what Phoenix does. Again, Dragon Bender doesn't look like an NBA player, so I want to see if he can turn things around a little bit and showcase some of the skill set that got him drafted in the top you know, few picks of the lottery there. Uh, I also think that the Clippers-Houston game might be interesting. I know Houston's got a lot of a lot of you know, top-heavy roster this year with all the superstars they have on the big team. Uh, the Clippers have two rookies we want to look at. So, what are your thoughts for uh, for today's game? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a boring day. I'm not gonna lie. There's a Kyle Kuzma signing and an autograph and photo opportunity for tomorrow at four. So I might dip out. Uh, you know, catch some of the games. Dip out. See Kyle for a little bit and come back because the game's in the middle of the day. I'm really just not interested. Jordan Bell is someone I really want to watch again. Um, I think Charlotte could be interesting. I really want to see Malik Monk and Miles Bridges. I have not seen anything of them. Um, so, you know, watching them for sure would be pretty cool. Thomas Bryant of the Lakers, who was released, unfortunately, uh, this free agency period will be playing against uh, – the Philadelphia 76ers as a wizard now. He's been tearing it up in the summer league, actually. Had a very nice performance on Sunday. So I might watch the game to see how Thomas Bryant does. He's got a chip on his shoulder right now, and we'll see how he ends up balling out. Yeah, yesterday he played pretty well. Um, he had uh, 20 points and seven rebounds. He 
he looked he's just really quick and he he can shoot he shot nine for 11 and um he was he was everywhere on the court he played almost the most minutes on that team Devin Robinson played pretty well on that team as well got to the line a lot um they have Aaron Harrison so this Washington team although they are 0 and 2 and I could see them making a little bit of a, a push in the uh in the tournament we'll definitely see how they do today in their final of the three preliminary games uh but another game here I think I'm really interested in seeing the Clippers. I haven't seen anything of them either. Shea Gilgis Alexander is someone I want to see. Um, he's apparently, I've, I have some Clippers friends in the media, and apparently he's been playing pretty well. So that's someone I am interested in seeing. Um, but again, a lot of these teams are guys who will not make the NBA. And what I'm all about at Summer League here, there's a lot of guys who make the G League and who go play overseas. But I am all about seeing guys who will make an impact in the NBA and make the NBA. I was all over Donovan Mitchell at the summer league last year. Um, so it, I, I mean, last year had Donovan Mitchell, it had Alonzo, it had Tatum. It was a stacked class. So to have a lot of big guys in this draft and Luka Doncic not playing and Trey Young getting hurt every game and he's shooting like 28% in summer league and in the teens for three-point shooting. Here I go again. You hate him so much. Do you hate him because uh, his hair? Is that really no, the reason? I, his three-point shooting is atrocious. The decision-making really needs some help. The turnovers, He his IQ, basketball IQ in 2K would just be, like, very low. And I think he just shoots up wild shots, and I think he could be a good player in the NBA one day, but, like, right now, it's just kind of disappointing to see him shoot i think he was uh, i don't even i don't even know what he was in summer league for threes but he's shooting in the teens <laughs> for three-point shooting percentage so far that is nuts if you could tell me a little bit about your most uh disappointing performances so far uh, which player is really uh either not shown up or hasn't played and that's been the most irritating thing um i think disappointing i guess maybe that we're not getting to see everyone at their full potential. Mo Bamba has not played 20 minutes in a game yet. Trey Young has gotten hurt in both of the games he's played in, and he's just not playing well. Luka Doncic not playing. Um, you know, Aiton and Bagley are fun to watch, but there's just not a lot of talent, I don't think. And all, a lot of the scores are very low scoring. Um, some of them, some of them are pretty good games, but. You know, some of them are just blowouts. And for teams, multiple teams to only score 65 points in, in a day, just shooting real bad, the refs aren't too great. So I think that's disappointing. But, you know, seeing the really good up-and-coming talent is is something that Summer League is worth. And being a Lakers fan, watching the Lakers every day is, is real fun. And to see what, you know, the young guys on the Lakers can do is really awesome. And for them to be 2-0 right now, and they play tomorrow. Um, so uh, just disappointing kind of how the talent is not where it was last year. And, you know, last year was my first year at Summer League. So to have an expectation like that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I think you you nailed it when you said Luka Doncic being out. Uh, the guy is supposed mm-hmm. to transform the Mavericks organization. They gave up a bunch to get him in the draft. He's going to really run the offense. So not to be able to, to, be able to not watch him in the – in the summer league, is very disappointing to me. Yeah. So there's yeah. So for the draft to be very top heavy, for the you know, the top 
six guys, I think, are going to be potentially NBA superstars. Um, and for like two of them not to play and for one of them to play limited minutes. And um, yeah, it's that kind of stinks. But, you know, we're here to we're here in Vegas to see the up and coming guys as well. The ones trying to fight for the roster. So I can't complain. But that's that's one thing I would say that's kind of disappointing. So in your opinion, what's been one of the best things that you've seen this time around for Summer League? Um, I think it's, you know, seeing seeing all the fans and like for each team to have, you know, see some Minnesota fans, Orlando, the Knicks, the Nets have some fans here. Everyone's got some fans. Um, so to see teams like Orlando, they're 2-0. and In Phoenix, they're 2-0 and for their team to be so bad and to be good in Summer League. And for Knicks fans to to cry when they passed up on Michael Porter Jr. to take Kevin Knox, and now they're they're all praising him because he's arguably been the best player in summer league so far. So I just think you know for the bad teams to to really showcase their players, like the Sacramento Kings have their whole freaking roster playing in the summer league. So um, yeah, I think the best thing is just seeing guys really compete and. Teams like the, like the Warriors just lost, so to, like to see the Warriors lose, finally. So, <laughs> um, you know, for Warriors fans to be upset about losing, oh my god! So I think just teams really competing to, um, you know, to win some games and seeing players really compete to make the roster. Yeah, so that is about all the time we have for today. Again. My name's TJ. I'm your host for this uh, Dash Radio Summer League special. We are here every day, every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. I know that's early if you're on the West Coast. Uh, We hope it's worth it listening to us talk about the NBA Summer League. We have a lot of games to watch today. We will be back tomorrow at the same time. Again, I'm TJ with me. Jeremiah, do you have any last words for the listeners today? Rumor has it Jessica Slate might be joining us for one of our Summer League episodes. Yep. So keep your ears open for that of Lake Show Life. And thank you for listening, you guys, are the reason we're here. Yeah, we uh, yeah we had her on a few weeks ago to chat about the Lakers, the, the NBA draft, the Lakers picks. Um, finally got to meet up with her today, and yeah, she might be on the show tomorrow. So, um, yeah. That's about all we have for today, and we will see you guys on the next one.